We watch, we listen, and we remember. The past is already written. The ink is dry. What's going to happen? <laughs> every every time, I just can't stop laughing. That's my only reaction to what this is. Joyful laughter. Welcome to Game of Owns. <laughs> we're laughing because we're happy. Because this is what we live for, right? Like this is what we live for. It's just Hannah and I tonight. This is an unprecedented recording, two weeks in a row. I mean, what do we? It's like I don't. I've had a couple hours. Mm-hmm. But I still don't even know where to begin <laughs> with this. Just like the trailer, uh, this recording's coming out of nowhere. We're hype. We're, we're hype. <laughs> the internet is on fire. All of you and the community are on fire, and we will not extinguish you. You will burn until April, collectively. The Lord yeah, of Light is no. pleased. He will be very this pleased. This is nonstop. Nonstop. We're not going to stop. The first teaser trailer of Game of Thrones Season 6 has landed. In all of our laps. Really out of the blue, right? Out of the, the cold, cold blue. I mean, last week we had the poster and I thought, great, like this is going to drive us through Christmas. But exactly. you know, here we are the next week with the teaser trailer. Mike is like, six months until the show airs, we get this beautiful poster. We wax poetic. Everyone's excited. It's It's plastered around cities. It's on billboards. People are taking selfies with it. And then this. It's only getting better. Hannah, you and I haven't spoken about it. We had a phone call earlier today. Of us just laughing <laughs> but <we laughs> again. Did, but we didn't even talk about this. No, we didn't. So this is truly uh, first reactions. This is probably what you listening at home want to hear. I'm sure that you've shared these experiences with yourself, your your pet animals, maybe your friends and family, if you're lucky enough to be near them during this <laughs> exciting time. I just, uh, I don't know what to say, uh, except for at the top this has clearly been the best approach, the best like pre-campaign to any season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. It's just fun. It's been fun. So well executed. And it's all about our main man, Jon Snow. There's so much about the real threat, finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Night's King, his fingernails, the baby from season four. That baby. That baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is just too much. <laughs> it's all just too much. I will say, though, initial initial reaction is that John is absolutely not dead. Okay. I mean, I think that to me, this only solidified that even more. And I think the question becomes: I don't think it's a is is he dead or alive debate anymore. I think it's a he's alive, and what does that mean? How is he alive, and what the repercussions of that are? And that's what I'm so excited about because it's become a thing in serialized. I don't want to say just drama, but in, in, in the format that we're being delivered, this art. We'll call it TV, but it's not really fair to call it TV anymore. Mm-hmm. Deaths in a show have become a thing. And they've always been there. It's not like it's not been there in pop culture and in storytelling. But for HBO to drop what we thought they were going to do, I think what everyone thought they were going to do is sort of pretend that Jon Snow is not coming back. And to make an approach like this, to put him on the poster, and then to, again, just boldly, hey, here's this incredibly slow shot with his hair billowing, and then the light blasting up as it transitions into Bran warging. It's being made not about whether or not he's dead or alive, but how 
if he's coming back to life. The circumstances in which it actually takes place, that's where the cool part of the show is going to be. Mm -hmm. That's what you don't know about, and that's why you're going to be excited to watch it, because we've been spending all of this time building up this world and establishing all of the rules, and now we're going to start playing with it. Exactly. Now we have, what is it that it says? They have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yes, and, and, and such a cloak and dagger, people have been just blasting the internet talking about how heavily this trailer trolls us it's like they're talking to us and also to you know it's also i think brand talking to westeros but i think it's also just like hey you guys have no idea you think that you know and you super don't so you know we'll see you in april <laughs> that's what's so great about this campaign is because they're firing on all cylinders is i i, I okay i'm trying to I haven't been able to talk to you about this yet. Sometimes I forget that we're also talking to a lot of people, many, many people who listen. So let's better approach this with a more interesting, more established voice. That's not what you listen to Game of Thrones for. Never mind. This <laughs> It's directed toward us, you and me. Mm-hmm. It's directed towards the individual characters that we got to see. It's mm-hmm. directed towards Westeros. And it's directed towards everyone. Not that I didn't just say everyone, but the collective of we've reached the point where you don't know what's coming yet in the books for the first time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. None of us know what's going on. I actually was texting Mike about this the other day. I was like, I kind of feel a little bitter that I like I can't be smug anymore about. Yeah, I know what's up because I don't. And so, you know, we're all on the same level playing fields. And that makes it even more exciting because we can have these conversations that we wouldn't have been able to have before because we both don't know. Do you want to watch it again? I do want to watch it again, please. We watch. (laughs) We listen. And And John looks so beautiful. (laughs) Look at his hair. Watch it. The past is already written. That's the yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just non-stop uh, and then this they have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> no idea i mean you have to watch this i don't know how many times everybody else watched this or how many times you watch this but i watched this probably like at least 50 times today because <laughs> it happens so fast i mean we get so many things at once it just goes bam i'm so happy so happy that the white walker was in the shot that it's so prominent mm-hmm. i'm so happy that the white walkers are so prominent yeah all over the place in this thing that's where we've been going and like that's been a common thread in all of our our podcasts like going through the story now that we've reached the end of the third book and i just feel like it, clearly it opened with this the scene of the prologue both the tv show and the books clearly we know the direction that it's headed but game of thrones is such a titan and such a big deal in pop culture that we see so much promotional stuff centered around these characters that are doing these very character driven things you know mm-hmm. and it's it shies away from the big threat and i feel like HBO Game of Thrones is really embracing what it has to embrace, which is the end of the story that George R. R. Martin is writing. Yeah. It's not about Daenerys getting photographed in a cool portrait with dragons and gracing the covers of magazines. It's about this magic, this power, this mythological story that's so deep and then we can't even uh, touch it in this small 
special that we're recording about a trailer go back and listen to 300 plus episodes about you know that that sort of like encapsulate these grand ideas but in just these small frames i feel like we're getting it's it's almost a promise to all of us that are so entrenched in the actual story and i think it's a good it's just shoving people that maybe watch the show casually into this world to say hey like i know that there's a lot of really cool pop culture stuff in the show that you like and people love to watch red wedding death reaction videos and game of thrones is so yada 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 but hey this is this is a a legendary tale basically this is a big big tale and we finally are getting some attention to the things that matter which is the end of the world as we know it right and you see that's the the ink is dry the past has already been written i've mm-hmm. seen so many thoughts about this and i have so many thoughts about this can i tell you my first troll thought please if the ink is already dry, does that mean the winds of winter is done being written? <laughs> yes, maybe it's as multi-purpose as they they don't know what's going like that. What Brand says toward the end of the trailer, yeah. how that sort of means so many things. Maybe that this opening parts that Max von set out, yeah, beautifully. Please, throws okay, it we out. could talk. We could talk real things, but that was my first. I my mean, heart was like winds of winter. Why doesn't that you know? Why doesn't it work for that? Why can't it mean so many things? It can. And it does in my heart. I've seen thoughts that it refers to maybe what happened to Jon Snow. The past has already been written. Like, this is it. Get over it. And I've also seen it being said to Bran. You know, like everything that's happened to Mm. your family, everything that's happened to this world that you grew up in and that you love has happened because he's been gone for so long. Yeah. And what's done is done. Now he has a job to do, which is whatever that's going to be. It's also sort of being said to us as a refresher. Mm-hmm. Even Jamie getting his hand chopped off. We saw a lot of people dying in, in those small clips. And we we saw some people not being, like Arya was being blinded. We saw Mira just fighting skeletons. We saw ice being broken down. We saw dead Joffrey. We saw dead Rob. We see Jamie's hand being sliced off. And it's just a reminder of sort of these things that have driven the story forward. I don't want to say quite pivotal moments i don't think that they've all been pivotal like we got a shot of a raven like obviously that but so much is there's there's clues in this that i think serve a lot of different thoughts and that's what makes this teaser trailer so good is because it serves the casual watcher like i said but it also serves the people that are deep into the story not only in the shots but also in what they're saying Mm -hmm. i saw all these shots as moments that were a catalyst for major change you know, like when these things happened, they brought about something. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, like plot point, major plot right. points. And so to me, we see Jon Snow and then we see all of these big moments in the story. And then we're back to Jon. And I just felt like we're positioning him. You know, he's at this really big turning point in his story. Yeah. And this is only the beginning <laughs> of the end. Uh, I wish Eric and Micah were here. See, we are, we, are, we are going to talk about this at the beginning of the episode that we record later this week. So uh, we just wanted to make sure to get this out. I think really I just wanted Before to talk about it with you guys. vomited everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the past has already been written. The ink is already dry. Um, Hannah, I think we met him at the... I'm assuming this is the character we met at the end of season four. I think that we're getting a blatant reference toward the long history of Westeros, of, of Planetos, of this world that we live in, and what happened. I'm thinking of Old Nan. I'm thinking of the old past. I'm thinking of the children of the forest who have set, and they've watched as this has all happened. They've watched the realm change in and out. They've watched these individual stories build. They've watched lords, ladies, kings, and knights go in and out of their own 
troubles. We've seen Blackfire rebellions. We've seen the Targaryens come from the east and settle the west. We've seen we've seen lots of men doing things that men do, but it's been a very long time since the great past has come forward, and I think that this is what's happening. And I think that those shots of the walkers and showing the baby changing, I think that that's clearly right showing brand mm-hmm. warging showing this old power i think that clearly that's the past that is coming forward we're focusing on what matters going forward which is this fight for the world that we love i think i feel like at least but what's great is like i said in the, in the voiceover uh, you could go in almost any direction it, you could make it about the smaller things you could make it about talking directly to us as an audience and painting it toward what we're going to think about the news. Like we could look at clearly as a utilitarian, this is a teaser trailer. This voiceover could literally only be directed and it isn't, but you could, you could make the argument that it's only directed toward the kinds of uh, copy that would point an advertisement or a teaser trailer forward into making it effective. But what's great is that it serves all those purposes. And I know that I'm kind of repetitively harping about that, but I love that it's done that because I want to get excited about the story. It's more fun for us that way. Right. This is kind of shifting gears a little bit, but I was thinking about, we're talking about Bran and his role. It's interesting that he's coming back. I mean, I, I we, we knew he's been off training, I assume, but I think it's going to be really interesting and something that's going to be, I'm excited to see play out in season six is how they get him to be relevant again, if that makes sense. Right. Because I, we know who he is because we're major fans and everybody who's listening knows who he is because, you know, this is a what we love. But just for a casual watcher, it's going to be interesting to see how they establish him as someone that we need to be paying attention to. And I think they did that with him being so prominently featured in the trailer. Yeah. But, I mean, he's I think he's going to be the key to the story. And how is that going to play out in the show is a big question that I have. Well, depending on what, what happens with John, if he is coming back, let's say for the sake of this discussion he is, and like the nature that he returns, depending on what happens to him in that Brandon, I think, is the closest to this old power. I mean, he yeah, absolutely walked through an invisible barrier that eventually broke skeletons apart. Mm-hmm. A small child was lobbing fire in his general vicinity. One of his friends was killed by a reanimated corpse. He's the closest right now to this old power. And I think that going off of what we've been saying and judging by this trailer and knowing the, the flow of the story, I mean, that's going to be the, the focus of the end and we're going into the last seasons of the show so he has to be integral right so i yeah. think that's just by mechanic of the story he has to matter mm-hmm. and it does matter and I, it, obviously through the drama of how the story is unfolding i think that's you know how he's going to make a connection to even the casual watcher i think that maybe they'll feel they'll feel the danger that they felt in hard home let's hope should we just go through this frame by frame to make sure we're not missing anything please can thing? we okay <laughs> All right, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Laura from Watchers on the Wall so graciously put this together. I tried to do it myself, and I probably got maybe a fourth of what she got. It was so. right before we were recording. We should definitely have a frame-by-frame frame before we start talking about this. And it's like, oh, what, what, she already did it. God is taken care of, so thank you. Thank you. Um, so the first thing we see is John sailing away from hard home. His hair looking beautiful. Billowing and soft in the wind. And then cut to him getting stabbed. That was gruesome. It's not funny, but it's just like in very intense. And it only gets more intense from there, it right? It's like, thanks for that again. Like you think it's going to be this beautiful, peaceful moment. Another great tribute. And 
No, let's not forget. You know how many times you said you watched this trailer, Hannah? It's like, hey, this isn't even enjoyable. I'm looking through this list. John gets stabbed, and then Ned is <laughs> <I know>. beheaded. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel, I loved it. I can't say that when I'm about to say all the things that happen next. Ned gets beheaded. Catelyn's throat is slit. Yep. And Arya gets blinded. Slightly let off from, Mira's fighting a skeleton, right? And she mm-hmm. survives, so that's kind of cool. So that's a good, that's a good moment, a, yeah. a reprieve. It feels good. Then we see Joffrey die, which we're not too upset about that one, right? Not compared to Ned getting beheaded, no. Yeah, and it was that's his a little fault. bit of a of a win for us. And the right then, to Rob dying. Yes, King in the North and King in my heart, Rob <laughs> dies. Why does that happen? And then we see Jamie's hand getting cut off, and his the look on his face. Yeah. I've forgotten yeah. what that was like. He's not happy about it. This no. isn't good. It isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see a raven, corn. We see a raven. We see Danny. Reprieve. And her dragon. Joran's beautiful. Down goes a harpy. Great shot. Night's King and the baby, which is a moment that we've all been thinking about for a long time. My heart is still beating from mm-hmm. it, from the first watch earlier today. I mean, just so we're clear, my heart always beats, but my heart is still beating for it. Yeah, very specifically directed at that thing. Yes. Dead Jojen? Is that a real thing? It can't be. That we saw? But it probably is. Laura, I think Laura went through this. She commented on Watchers, and she's very confident. And she actually went back and edited it with the... Strike. <laughs> My, she went back and edited it. Catelyn being killed and the heartbeat coming down. So I trust her. I'm trusting you too, Laura. Hard home fighting. More of that. Yeah. And then we see Cersei with her shorn head after her walk um, of shame. I guess you could say. And then <laughs> this moment that I, Sansa and Littlefinger, I pop, so I, when I'm like going through trying to watch this frame by frame because I'm super smart, I kept pushing play and stop a hundred times <laughs> until I figured out there's a better way to do it. But I paused right when they're about to go in for the kiss there. And I was just like, Ugh. Oh, Reliving that there's moment. Some, yeah, there's a moment for me to relive. It's almost as bad as Rob being killed. I would. No, no. I was about to say I'd rather watch Rob die over and over than have to see that happen, but I retract that statement good, 100%. Good. Next, our favorite moment. Yeah. Come at me. Nice king. And then John bleeding out slowly. That We we stayed there for a minute. And then Bran warging. And our minds were blown. Last time we talked about the poster, I feel like I was so quick to dismiss warging and that playing any role in John's coming back but after i saw this i was like maybe i should retract any of those feelings or thoughts that i had because yeah. obviously we see john bleeding out and then we see brand working so i mean i know that Oregon can't bring you back from the dead right but it's gonna play play a role it's gotta what flavor of resurrection john stone <laughs> yeah, use exactly. we'll take well, any at this point yeah and there's no wrong answer i mean right now there's no wrong answer i'm really excited and like i said i think that it's so cool that this is this looks to be the approach that hbo is taking now we're we're going to get confirmation of that as the weeks go on judging by past seasons we'll probably get another look at season six before the year's out and then we'll probably get footage in january some kind of trailer let's hope so fingers crossed the answer will be clear as time goes on obviously but right now it looks like we're approaching the season Excited about the story and the mystery of how all this happens, not what happens. And that's what I'm excited about. Me too. Can't come fast enough. I mean, how many months until April? Four? Starting my countdowns already. 
<laughs> so we're we're going to revisit this with Micah and Eric at the beginning yes. of our next episode. We just wanted to say hi to everyone and make sure you're all okay. Before we leave, we did want to read some of your comments with your thoughts about what happened in the trailer. It was almost therapeutic to be able to read through some of these before we started recording. I'm glad to know that so many of you care about this as much as we do. It definitely, I think, justifies a little bit of our excitement today. Mm-hmm. And how many times the Hannah's watched the trailer? <laughs> I guarantee people out there have watched it more than me, so I don't feel so crazy. (laughs) All right. On Patreon, we got some nice long-form questions. There is no character limit. Small council member Simon Amundsen wrote to us. He said, the past is already written. The ink is dried. Feels like the voice, Three-Eyed Raven, question mark, is telling us that we should forget about the past and all the wrongs that have been done to our friends, quote, in the books, forget about revenge. It is time to look forward and come together. We can't change what's happened, but what is Brand talking about? White Walker, Danny, or even more horrible stuff that only men can do to other men. That's really great. I like the it's time for all of us to come together. Mm-hmm. And there were so many Starks. It was obviously focused on this. I don't know. There's so much to talk about. We just we'll get we'll get to it. <laughs> we when, need oh, to stop bouncing around <laughs> together. <laughs> All right, Jen Calhoun says, I think the voiceover at the beginning from Three-Eyed Raven might be his response to Bran as he's seeing John die. Maybe he's essentially mm. starting Bran's training with this by telling him that, hey, you can't change the past. What's done is done. What you can do, though, is use everything you've seen of the past to change or help what's going to happen in the future. Since Bran would probably be one of the only ones who has the full picture of what's happening in the world, he might be able to help defend the realm from the White Walkers and some of with some of the info that he knows. Is it April yet? I feel yeah. What Jennifer is saying is basically that this voiceover could be part of the dialogue between whoever is with Bran, the mm-hmm. three-eyed raven there north of the wall, and the stuff that we're going to see when Bran's looking into the past using the powers bestowed upon him. That rather than it just being, oh, we get to watch cool stuff from the past, like it'll have a purpose, that the mechanic will be for Bran to be better prepared for what's happening in the future. I love that. Yeah. Gary Manis, the Manis, wrote, I don't even care that there was no new footage. It was a kick-ass montage of Game of Thrones on steroids. As for the voiceover, it was super cool to not only hear Max von Sydow. If I'm saying his name wrong, please, everyone. Write to me angrily and let me know as our new Blood Raven, but also to get a snippet of the writing for the season. Was this voiceover an excerpt from The Winds of Winter or was this straight from D&D's collective oh, genius? Man. Please. What if it is an excerpt from The Winds of Winter? I can't get off that just like tunnel vision of The Winds of Winter. I'm so sorry. But yes, Gary. Yes. <laughs> On Facebook, Ashtietki says, I absolutely love this teaser. It was perfect for the flashes from the past. Summing it up, summing up things we have seen happen to characters we love and hate. HBO has always known how to give us the feels. All the Jon Snow is alive slash dead talk has been frustrating because he's a great character in the show, but there are others we care about. So I was happy to see this teaser include multiple characters versus just Jon on the teaser poster. That's a good point. It's nice to revisit old friends. Even though we didn't get to see anything new. <laughs> or anything good. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a 0.3 second flash of their face. And, and like, they're yes, either dying you. or terrible things were happening to them. Right. But it was still, still nice. It was still nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Next up is Kyle William Nelson says, For some reason, I get the vibe that all these characters shown are not really as dead as we think. 
Interesting. Hmm. That or the obvious statement that their influence of Westeros is still felt. Did anyone else wonder why the melting down of ice was included? Hmm. It makes me wonder if Bran is going to warg into Jon or if they will join the army of the dead. But hey, that's just a naive fan's thoughts. P.S. I'm assuming the narrator is the tree dude. End of season four. <laughs> Thanks so. for your effort. I love the show. Yeah, I think so. It's got to be. Maybe Kyle isn't so naive after all. <laughs> Cameron Ross writes, Brand Stark, how will be that name? Let your spirit travel through roots and sky. Touch the brother destined not to die. Ooh. That's really beautiful. <laughs> oh. Santiago Sanchez says, it has already been written. The ink is already dry. A hint that John is staying down for good or a jab at the fact that the season itself has been written and we don't know anything. So mysterious. Interesting. I I am interested to see people who think that this means that John is... People who are staunchly in the camp of John is not alive. Listen, we have reports... I'm so blinded. ...that John is clearly in Belfast, but what if this is all just one just majestical ruse? I wouldn't put it past him. I just <laughs> I would kind of be into that. I even don't know. if even if he's dead. For a show, for a story, for you know, it's just like to get this big right now in such a widely shared, widely accountable world, it's just we don't know. You would think that those in charge of the creative decisions behind such a titan would want to do something so interesting. So who knows? You know, mm-hmm. I just I don't know. But after what we've been seeing, I'm just trusting the process so much more because for so long I feel like the show has batted out at just such a high level that it's been from the first season. And you got to think about how many years ago it was doing such a great job in television, let alone creatively, let alone crafting this kind of story, let alone adapting such huge novels to the screen. Mm-hmm. All these things that have been done so well, the commercial side of the show hasn't been as good as the show. Yeah, not even close, I feel like. And we're finally on the level that we deserve for pre- that we deserve. That sounds very entitled, but <laughs> well, that we that we'd like, you know, that we'd like to see. I mean, this is these are the types of things that we want to see. You want everyone to get excited, even the casual viewer to get excited about White Walkers, not just about seeing dragons or Tyrion or Jon Snow. You know, you want them to get excited about the story stuff because you want get them more to... people like us, convert them into our world. <laughs> Slowly, we're gonna say <laughs> bye to you all yeah. uh, that have already been converted into our world. <laughs> Our friends, the people who get us. Yes. Thank you for listening. We're going to record later in this week together again. But just like last week, this is a short thing that you can listen to. In the meantime, before our next episode, please tweet us how many times you've watched this trailer. Let us know how many times you've watched the trailer. Be honest. (laughs) Count them. Count them. Send us updates as well. And we'll talk to you next week. We leave you with this. They have no idea what's going to happen.